Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, everyone. I am so happy to see you today. I am a little bit concerned that it's not working. Um, okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. It looks like it is working. All right. So happy Tuesday. Great to see you. I know that the title of today's talk may not sound inspirational. Of course, you'll fail. Of course, you'll fail. Of course, you will. That doesn't sound inspirational. But trust me, it actually is. And I'm really excited to talk with you about this because this keeps coming up in the people that I'm meeting who are curious about my mindful dating program or the people who have reached out to me about sold out coaching and talked about the women's group. And in fact, just yesterday, I was talking to a woman who, after about an hour, decided she didn't want to enroll in the mindful dating program because she was afraid she'd fail. And if she failed after doing the program, then she would really think she was unlovable. She would decide that if she invested in this program and did everything right and it didn't work, that then she was unlovable and she was an utter failure. And this, her, she is a perfect example of how the fear of failure creates an internal pressure that squashes growth. It makes it impossible to move forward in your life if you decide that moving forward is the make or break thing. Every step forward is the make or break. And if this step doesn't work and bring you the final results, then you're a failure. So I wanted to come on and talk with you a little bit about what you can do if you're struggling with the fear of failure. And this can come up when you're thinking about finding a really amazing partner, someone that is just going to be so perfect for you, who's going to love you the way you are, and who you're just going to think is awesome. This can come up if you want to get the best job you've ever had in your life, or you want to make a career advancement. This can come up if you are tired of your job and you want to establish your own business. This can just come up in your own relationship with yourself. If you want to sort of get a handle on overwhelm and really grow in your ability to self-love. So this happens in so many different ways for women, so many different places. And I wanted to really give you sort of five steps for how you can deal with the fear of failure. And this is based on um, Prochesca and Clemente's theory of change. So I really want to go into this a little bit. The first step, and this especially applies to if you think you don't have any fear of failure. And so I want to ask you, first step is to ask yourself if you are on par. And by par, I mean procrastination, anger, and ridicule. Are you kind of wanting to make some big changes in your life, but you keep putting it off? You want to apply for that better job, but you really never get around to even looking for openings. You get look for openings, but you can't seem to get your cover letter written. You want to start a business, but you keep waiting because this is not the right time. You get angry, like you're angry right now, maybe a little annoyed with me because I'm talking about failure and saying, oh, well, maybe if you think that you're going to fail 
Um, you might be getting angry with me and you're like, no, she doesn't know what she's talking about. You're a little annoyed. Maybe you get angry when you see other people succeeding, other people doing things and taking chances that you kind of secretly want to take, but don't have the courage to take yet. Or do you find yourself ridiculing people, ridiculing people who are talking about living their best lives, who are talking about a growth mindset, who are making changes, thinking that'll never work as if, you know, of course you can't live your best life. Look at what's happening in the world. If you're in a place of procrastination, anger, or ridicule, chances are good that those are smoke screens or surface appearances or defenses against the fear of failure underneath. All of those things just keep you from moving forward. And once you recognize that those, that procrastination, anger, and ridicule, and some other defensive mechanisms like boredom sometimes, or distraction are really just getting you to not try something so that you don't have to feel like a failure. You can start to befriend those parts. You can start to demonstrate some self-leadership, let those parts know that it's okay if you fail. And we're going to get into this in a little bit. That's why, of course, you'll fail and really embracing that. I was like, yeah, it's okay if I fail. I'm going to just keep going until I get there. Um, I'm going to take a wrong turn here or there on my journey. There's no map. I'm going to get there. So if you're on par probably what that means is that deep inside there is some some fear. So the second step is when you get to that fear, when you finally recognize that there's some fear underneath or there's some procrastination or anger, the first thing to do is adopt a growth mindset. Recognize that you, like everyone, are a work in progress. All of the rest of us are also a work in progress. Simone Biles, at one point in her life, could not even walk, let alone win an Olympic medal. The woman has come a long way since she was born. She has practiced, she has worked, she has studied, she has honed her craft. And just like her, you can learn new things also, no matter how old you are. Consider a little bit of humility. Consider that you might not know everything and maybe you can't predict the future. Be humble enough to expect that you might be wrong about what you're capable of. And actually, maybe you are capable of attracting a partner and finding a partner who's amazing for you, who loves you just the way you are, who you think is awesome. Maybe you are capable of getting a promotion or landing a better job or getting a higher paying job than you've ever had before. Consider that you just don't know everything that you might not have the final word on reality. Extend some compassion inward. Be very compassionate with yourself. Listen inward with a lot of compassion and maybe ask that voice, that dragon voice that says you can't do it. Oh, what are you afraid of if I try? Tell me what you're afraid of. Oh, how can I help you with that? Now, all of this questioning you're thinking, if you're really curious about this and you want like a, a quick way to get at some of this, I have a really great five-day self-liberation challenge that kind of does a deep dive into each one of these things, I can pop the link down below that is available for an on-demand. Um, so go ahead and check that out. So question your thinking. So what you want to do with questioning your thinking really is give a little wiggle room in the fear so that you can feel the fear and do it anyway. Then you've decided you're going to do it anyway. You've decided you're going to make your change. You're going to go for a better job. You're going to build your own business, you're going to start your weight loss journey, you're going to find a partner, whatever it is you want to do. The next thing you want to do, step three, 
of dealing with all these fears is you want to do some research. You know what? Here's the thing. People have been changing forever. People have had habits they want to break and reconstruct them their lives forever. This has been an ongoing thing because to be human means to desire something that's not happening right now. So what you want to do is your research. You want to learn about the change process. A great book for that is Changing for Good by Prochesca and Clemente and one other person whose name I forget. They have done a lot of research on people who change themselves. Learn about that in general. Learn generally speaking how the change process occurs. And, and actually, I'm kind of walking you through it a little bit. There's also my book, if you want like a workbook and a handy guide, I wrote a book called um, Your Personality and You Workbook, Exercises to Better Understand Yourself and Who You Want to Be, that will walk you through in a workbook style. I can put a link to that too. That just comes to me. Um, that book is really like very actionable and based on Prochesca and Clemente's work. And then you're going to want to learn about the specific obstacles and challenges related to the thing you're changing. So you want to learn specifically about dating and relationships. You want to learn specifically about how to apply for jobs right now, how to ask for a raise, how to get a promotion. You want to learn about weight loss. You want to learn about exercise. Whatever your goal is, you want to learn about it. You also want to learn about the consequences of not changing. So I really want to hammer home this one because this is the one I think that really aggravates people when I bring this up because single people, you just take so much flack. And I know because I was single for 16 years, I was committed to it. And when you're over, say, I don't know, 45 and single, you just hear it more often. And people seem to want to tell you more often. People ask about your dating. They ask about, are you partnered all the time? Learn about the consequences of not changing. Learn about the consequences of not having a solid, healthy, secure partnership. Consequences like getting sick more often and having a shorter lifespan. And it's true. And notice if you get pissed off when I say that, that you might be in par. So see step one. Find out about the consequences of not maintaining your weight and getting it under control. Find out about the consequences to your life and your potential retirement plan of you not pursuing a better job or a pay raise. Learn about the consequences of feeling frustrated and unhappy in a toxic work environment rather than becoming your own boss. So what we tend to do is we tend to look at the change and only look at the negatives of making a change. And we don't look at the negatives of maintaining the status quo. So when you're doing your research about the change process and how to change and the specific challenges, also research the cost of not changing. Step number four, Enlist support. Find people who can support you. And this is not necessarily your friends and family. This is particularly the case for certain particular habits that you might want to change. But your friends and family basically are here with you in your place of status quo. And often changes that you make in one area will still be threatening to them because it still threatens the relationship in some way. So for example, if you want to get that higher paying job than you ever had, your partner, your siblings may get envious or jealous of you. They may feel that you're going to steal their spotlight. They may feel that their that their own failures will show up more clearly when you're living your best life. So it's not necessarily your friends or family that are going to be able to support you. And in some cases it is. And that's great. Just be aware it might not be. They may actually encourage you to stick with the status quo. 
So you might want to investigate some things like free support groups, support groups specific to what you're dealing with. Like if you're trying to lose weight, a Weight Watchers group or a coaching program that deals with that, that is not what I deal with. I do know some people who work with weight issues, who work with fitness goals. I can connect you to a couple of different coaches and you can explore what they have to offer. You might want to explore specifically coaching groups. I personally do offer a mindful dating group, and that is for people who want to transform the way they approach romantic relationships. I also offer sold out coaching, and that is both private and I am working towards getting a group together. If you have the remotest interest in what a group could look like, please reach out. I would love to connect with you. Um, and get you to apply for that, that program so that I can collect about six to eight people to take that journey together. But that coaching group is a place where you can get support from other people on that same path who can give you some guidance. And also when you have an opportunity to mentor someone else, it solidifies your gains as well. And step number five, and this goes back to why this talk is titled what it's titled. Of course you'll fail. Plan for it. You're totally going to have a setback. That's what change is all about. Three, five, 10 steps forward and maybe a step or half a step back. You have to expect it. You have to plan for it. You can put some supports in place to make it less likely that you're gonna have a step back, a setback, but don't make yourself step back from your change process just because you hit a failure, just because you hit what is for you right now an obstacle. I always think of it this way, when we're talking about an infant and they're crawling and they're like eight months, 10 months old and they're crawling. A set of stairs is an obstacle for them. At least initially that set of stairs is an obstacle. They cannot get up that set of stairs any, any which way it's an obstacle. They can't get anywhere. But by the time you're old enough to like walk and by the time someone is seven or eight, that stairway becomes a way of getting from one place to another. So what for you right now is your stumbling block is going to become your stepping stone. That thing that you think is going to make you fail actually as you grow and develop, which you can do with the help of the support that we talked about in step four, that's going to become your stepping stone. It's going to become your path to higher ground. You're going to overcome that obstacle. And the reason I'm saying all of this in a podcast, in a video on my Facebook page is because when I say this to somebody in a one-to-one -one call, they often think I'm just trying to sell them something. That I'm just trying to reassure them that my program will be the thing that turns everything around. And I want to be really clear with you all in my audience of a couple of things. And one is even inside my program, people have setbacks. That's ordinary. It's normal. We expect it. And we have tons of tools to help you get back on track so that you don't step back from your own goals. That is first and foremost. Secondly, I'm really not trying to sell you anything I'm real, other than if you're dissatisfied with your life, there are so many things you can do about that. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is my program is amazing and it helps people make all kinds of changes in their lives. And it isn't 100% for everybody. For example, I already said I don't work with weight loss. I don't work with fitness. There are certain elements of business ownership I certainly don't work with, but I do work with certain specific things like people who are at a transition point in career. I work with people who are struggling in dating and people who want to have better relationships. Those things I definitely can help with. And again, even there, I am not a 100% solution for everyone. 
I am the cherry on top of work some people have already done. I am the whole Sunday waiting for the cherry on top for some other people. And for still other people, I am a pretty complete package. The only way to know really how this is going to fit in for you is to give it a go and to recognize that if even coaching with a highly skilled, highly qualified coach doesn't get you all the way there, that doesn't mean you are a failure. It doesn't mean you're unlovable. It doesn't mean you're unworthy. It doesn't mean that you have nothing to offer the world. It means that you learned a lot in this modality and now you are in a different place and you are in a better position to take your next step and to find your next support, to do your next piece of learning. That's all it means. So if you are afraid of failure, if you are thinking, oh, she's just trying to sell me something, that's another, that's a ridicule, that's a rejection, that's an anger, that's being on par. If you're, if you're in that place and you're not satisfied, please listen again, listen inward, follow the five steps that I've outlined here for you today. And if you're willing to do so, please just reach out and let me know how this video has impacted you, what resonates, and how I can support you in taking any of those steps. Again, I'm going to pop a link to my five-day self-liberation challenge on demand into the, the comments here if you want some help with step two. And I look forward to hearing from you. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.